Thank you. I dedicate this award to all the courageous filmmakers who take on tough issues like, well, McCarthyism, even though it no longer exists, or like slavery or Nazism, even though they ended too. But you know, evil exists today like, uh, well, Islamic terrorism. Oh, nope. Yeah, no. All those things are solved. Uh, what? And a lot of those things were solved because of this film. I want to go on record. I love this movie. I love everything it stands for. I'm a patriot. I love America. I think that it is a travesty that this movie didn't make $80 million. All right, it's return. a travesty it didn't make $10 please million. Re- please return Sean Sullivan to me. Who is this? I'm, Who are you? I'm, I'm just kidding. We watched an American Carol and it sucked ass, everybody. <laughs> it was so <laughs> bad. It is rough stuff, but uh, luckily we brought in a third member of the balcony today. We called on the reserves because we needed extra strength to get through this piece of shit. Just to help. Sean needed help down the stairs after film after watching. He was like, it's oh, too much for one balcony viewing. Yeah, I was I was too disoriented to get into my uh damn it, if I could Dude, remember I the name of the the name of the chair that goes along the wall that I oh, take to get up the, and down. Uh, the I needed Mark's stair I needed lift. Mark's hand. Oh, is it a chairlift? Uh, I think it's a stair lift. It's the it's the gremlin's chair. Yes. You're my little gremlin, Sean. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Gallagher joins us in the balcony. We watched it's an American. It's an American. An American. What did Carol? we watch? What did you watch? Did we watch the same movie? Dude, I would I rather watched, watch any I watched other Bible movie with Goes the word America. You watched. You went straight to the sequel. You went yeah. American yeah, Tale. Yeah, I watched Fahrenheit yeah. 9/11. Yeah. Oh no, that, that's I pretty much the, the same. That's pretty much the same movie. I watched Fahrenheit 11.9. Think about that. Damn. That is a real movie. All right. Here's the theme. Maybe. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony. And we're back. We are here live. Uh, it was so wonderful to see Mark's face listen to our stupid theme song for the very first time. <laughs> it must have felt like the, when I saw Bon Jovi when I was 15. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's what it was like. Very similar, I think. Oh, Hi, Mark. Thank hey you guys, for coming thanks. to the balcony during yeah, your thanks, I, I appreciate we it. Appreciate it was fun to be in your little world. Uh, if you are not, uh, if you're listening to our podcast, you should be familiar with uh, Mark Gallagher because he's probably also your friend. But uh, uh, if not, uh, Mark uh, is uh, a very funny uh, comedian, comedian, and uh, he does skits and jokes and puts on goofs. wigs and he does a bunch of goofs. goofs. Yeah, I got goofs. He's making I've got videos. A lot of wigs. Uh, I've seen. Uh, oh, Mark played games with us one night. That's the last time I saw Mark. Yeah, I that to was Mark a while sometimes. ago. Yeah, once since comedy shut down, I, I really have lost track of uh, almost everybody. Um, but uh, 
I'm still I like to check. I like to check. I like to check in with Mark every now and then. Oh, it's Southy David Ortiz coming back from COVID. I check in. Oh yeah, poor Jesus Christ. Did you see Let's that? Let's just take a second He's to like, hey, David I had it. Prayers up to to Big Poppy. Hope he gets through COVID nineteen and twenty. Dude, he, he got it? through getting shot. He'll get through COVID. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh. what a 2020. Yeah, man. He got shot last year. Was that in year. 2020? Was that, that was last no. year, huh? That last was last year. year. When did he re- he got COVID? I didn't hear that. Is that new? <laughs> he that just is, recently uh, said that he uh, had it, and now he's clear oh. of it. Okay. And, it's coming uh, for all of our great sports figures. Uh, David Ortiz. His, he said his the brother rock. had it. Yeah, it took it's the really rock. bad. Yeah, it's no joke, this COVID. Mark, did you get the COVID well, yet? Dude. No COVID, yeah, and, no. and nobody like in my in my bubble, nobody. And you're locked, you're locked down, right? Are you you're working remote and all that stuff? Uh, no, I I not. It's weird. I'm, oh. but I am physically going into a place to work for you know part of my job. Yeah, uh, but I but keep. All precautions. I, it's just me. Yeah, I take precautions, and it's just me there. You know, I I interact with very few people at my work. Perfect. Is that by choice or yeah, by, by the choice. nature of your job? Oh, like don't like before. it. Yeah. Just through I, your own actions. Yeah. I work in this really, um, uh, it's, it's not very formal The it's like a kind of a warehouse environment. So I kind of just like, I can yell at people. I can get away with whatever I want. Oh and goodness. I, yeah. I can swear at customers. I slam doors on people, <laughs> kick people out. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, yeah. Seems so like a good, strong business. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like a junkyard for electronics. So the people I get in are just scumbags. So I have to be a scumbag back with them. You know, it's like the cantina for laptops and the Star Wars cantina. You're just selling BBHs to people that are just trying to, <laughs> uh, that's very funny. Uh, my, my BB-8 was supposed to beep, but all it does is make racial slurs. <laughs> no return. No fuck out. No one's been able to prove to me that BB-8's not making racial slurs. You put BB-8's beeps into a Morse code translator, it's not pretty. Yeah, if you put the English subtitles on, like, don't do it around kids. Right. No, BB-8's the little uh, round robot uh, ball. Rogue. He's from the new Star Wars trilogy. Uh, He first made his appearance in The Force Awakens. uh, All right, calm down. Okay. (laughs) Um, my we're here to talk about America today. Yeah, we talk. Uh, this is, of course, if this is your first time listening because you're Mark's, um, I don't know, friends, family, uh, supervisor, and you're trying to find out why Mark won't talk to you in the warehouse. (laughs) (laughs) Why does he refuse to talk to me? I'm his supervisor. Uh, this is two boys in a balcony. My name's Sean Sullivan, joined as always by Bill McMorrow. That's it's me. the New England Film Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We love watch, to talk about it. This film does movies. not prove that. We watch movies that take place in New England, feature New England. Someone says the words New England. They drive through New England. Someone A character was born in New England. Yeah. And uh boy, we got a uh we got a real we got a real one today. Somebody um, says my grandfather's from Maine. That counts. That's the movie. Every time I think we can't watch a worse movie, <laughs> yeah, like dude. for a while, for about a, almost a year, Mark, we watched this movie called I Am the Cheese, and I we were like, the this is the worst movie ever made. Yeah, I haven't it, heard of that. 
Yeah, no one has. It's based off of some. I feel so a, bad about it now, though. We really it's based gave off it of a, a novel from like the seventies. It's got the older brother from E.T. Yeah. It's the only other movie he ever made. Robert McNaughton. It, it's like it's, right after E.T. too. Yeah, it's brutal. It's so bad. But then we watched the Boondock Saints and the Boondock Saints Two back to back, and the Boondock Saints Two really made I Am the Cheese look like there will be blood. It was really like. <laughs> You go like Boondock Saints 2. I'm never going to watch a movie this bad ever again. And then we watched An American Carol. And it is, no joke, maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. It is. It's like, wait, not just on the podcast, but in your life? I think so. Wow. It's up there, man. It's not fun. No. <laughs> like, sometimes you watch a bad movie and it's fun and you can go like, well, it's a bad movie, but... It's fun. Like one of my favorites, uh, Serenity from 2019 is a bad movie, but I think it's very fun. And thus, I love it. This, this movie's devoid of joy. All it did was make me angry. Yeah. I did not. Ex- I was like, even for a Zucker's Brothers movie, I was like, well, this Dude, is. This, like, this literally made me say, did I, was I wrong about Airplane? Uh, I yeah. honestly, I was kind of like second guessing Airplane. I watched it right after I watched this, though, and it fucking yeah. Well, this will this will segue good, into yeah. Bill. Bill. Hey, Bill, what do you yeah. what have you been watching? You've been watching anything over there, Bill? <laughs> Airplane. What well, the movies that I've watched? I've been getting into the horror, dude. It's horror yeah. season over at the McMorrow yeah. household. I've been doing uh, well, the one that I can't talk about, and then the other oh, yeah, one that I can't talk episode. about. That's another future episode. Uh what have I been watching? What about you, Mark? You watching anything in quarantine? What's been what's been the your your go to viewing as we've been, been sitting here doing nothing for eight yeah, months? I've been blasting through stuff. Um, I watched Hannibal, the uh, NBC series. Oh, how oh is yeah, that? highly recommended. Yeah, it's. Uh, I watched most of the first season, and I think I I don't for some reason I, I stopped. I think it was right around the time that we went into like uh, lockdown or quarantine or whatever. It's, it goes uh, weird. It's beautiful. You get, yeah, it's beautifully shot. It's like it's it's like real artsy, and uh, I don't understand how they got away with the violence in that. Given yeah. that it was a, a network TV Would show, you say it's on NBC. NBC program. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's like it, beyond stuff I've seen on HBO. I don't get it. I like it's got like it's got like Texas Chainsaw Massacre levels of like gore and display. Like you know, on like yeah. Texas Chainsaw, there's bones everywhere. There's stuff like that in Hannibal. Hannibal, it's it's really really good. Yeah, we just we we we've talked uh, a lot lately because uh, Bill just watched Manhunter for the first time. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's great. And that's the third season of Hannibal, correct? They do the Red Dragon story again. Yeah, they, it's the weird. They're they're pretty the damn fairy, right? fateful, but at the same time, they do their own thing with it. They sort of weave in and out. They change a few details, but they're they're pretty fateful because I. After I watched um, the series, I went back and revisited some of the movies and yeah. uh, Red Dragon, too, which is based. It's just Manhunter, you know, remade yeah, but differently with uh, Ed Norton as. Oh, Red Dragon is Manhunter remake. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But with the oh, Anthony yeah. Hopkins. The yeah, that's Brian the name Cox, of the original novel. Brian Cox is yeah. Hannibal Lecter was so much more subdued. Like yeah. he wasn't a. It was almost a yeah, cartoon no, he's, villain. 
with uh, Hannibal. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins is a little over the top. Who plays but it's Hannibal in the show? Mads Mikkelsen or Michelson? Yeah. He's a Danish is, actor. Is he? You would know me if you saw him. Is it like younger? Is he Hawkins age? Is he? He's kind of a, what the age Hopkins was when he did Silence of the Lambs. All right. Um, yeah, he's probably in his 40s. Yeah. And, but Mads uh, Mikkelsen, he's like just naturally creepy. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah, just staring. I mean, he, he, have you seen Casino Royale, Bill? No, we were talking about it uh, a couple episodes ago. Sean was saying, uh, which, what, the new one, right? The remake? Yeah. The original. Yeah. yeah, Daniel Craig. He's, Mads Mikkelsen is the, uh, the big bad guy in that movie. Yeah. He cries Uh, blood and it just makes sense just looking at his face. You didn't even need to tell me. I could tell you. Look at that guy's face. Like, ah, that guy cries blood. You know who Mads Mikkelsen <laughs> is, Bill? He's the bad guy in Doctor Strange. You just recently watched Doctor Strange. Oh, for all the right. First time. Yeah. 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 He plays Hannibal. And, and, uh, but at the beginning, in the first season, at least, he's working with the FBI. He's like a, a professor. No, he's not. He's just like a like expert in criminal psychology. But he also just happens to be murdering and eating people all around these investigations that go on. Yeah. Mm, delicious. So it's a cooking show. <laughs> Actually, it, it is. You know what, dude? It really is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And like he, the whole time they're ambiguous about the dishes that he's serving. Like, is that someone's yeah. leg? Is that just chicken? But it looks <laughs> amazing. He's a really good cook. Yeah, no, it, it's a it's a real food porny show. Yeah, you can yeah. use ginger. Use a little ginger, a little cumin. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm. I'll probably check that show out because I loved Manhunter. Fucking Silence of the Lambs is just a goddamn classic. Yeah, it's such a good movie. I want. And it's only they're only they're like thirteen episode seasons. Maybe it's not yep. like a full twenty six. So it's 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 a pretty easy commitment. Uh and you get through that in a weekend, you know. So the Hannibal uh, movie sucks. The uh, which one's that? The second one with Julianne Moore. Yeah, terrible. Is that the one where he eats Philip Seymour Hoffman's brain? No, that's Red Dragon. That's Red Dragon. Okay. He doesn't eat his brain, but they he um. But he serves. What's his name from Goodfellas? Who's the guy from Goodfellas? The with the uh, Ray Liotta. Um, His brain gets eaten in Hannibal. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. In Hannibal the movie. In Hannibal the movie, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman gets his uh, gets his mouth chewed off. That's a boy. In Red Dragon. Oh yeah, that's sick, dude. I remember that scene. Um, I watched. uh, I got. I got two movies that I would like. Which is the one where they feed the guy to the pigs? That's Hannibal. That's Snatch. That's. That's what. It's snatch. It's also snatch. Yeah, but one of the did they do it in Hannibal? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, what's that guy's? Do you know the guy's name? He's like a billionaire uh, meat man. He's like an heir to a, a meat fortune. Jimmy Dean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Dean is the villain in Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Jimmy Dean's a uh, Jimmy Dean's uh, the villain, and he's actually in. Uh, uh, Guys, his name's James, James Dean. Bond movie. Which one is, he's in uh, Diamonds Are Forever. It's the fucking Jimmy Dean sausage guy. Is one of, <laughs> one of the he, he prefers to be called James Dean. 
Oh yeah, we lost him. Uh, I watched again, the movie. You lost uh, him. I wasn't there. I watched. Uh, I've got my horror kick started early in uh, another Anthony Hopkins movie. Mark, you got to watch this movie. I insist. Oh, you're talking about that. It's from 1978. It's called Magic. Never heard of it. No, love it's it. Directed. It's directed by Richard Attenborough, Doctor oh, John good. Hammond himself. Uh, not David Attenborough, not the nature documentary. That's his brother. Oh, they're related. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So much talent in one family. Yeah. You know Do what they mean? call them the Attenboroughs? Yeah, they're the they're they're, they're the United Kingdom Wahlbergs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ever uh, go to Attenburgers? It's great. Oh, it's a great. I'm restaurant. not even mad at you, Roy. Atten bangers and mash. <laughs> it's uh. Anthony Hopkins is he plays a uh, a magician who gets into ventriloquism and he becomes this famous like he's he's on you know uh uh Jeff Murph Griffin of his and time. he he does card tricks and ventriloquism at the same time but he so really just crushing all the puss he <laughs> he becomes as he comes so it's kind of like uh raising cane where he's got split personality, but one of the personalities is strictly in the ventriloquist dummy. What is Raven Can? That's John Lithgow is uh has uh multiple personalities and one of them's a serial killer, I think. Oh, that's a but fun multiple personality to have. Watching Anthony Hopkins in <laughs> nineteen seventy four seventy eight, before he's like really famous, manipulate this dummy while he's also murdering people. <laughs> And having sex with Anne Margaret, and they keep cutting to the doll while they're having sex. It's really terrific. <laughs> uh, I it's genuinely a good movie, but it's, yeah, it's also not like ironic. Insane. Like it's it's well made. No, no, I enjoyed it a lot. But it's it's that's on HBO ventri- Max, right? Yeah, HBO Max. Uh, good, the ventriloquist right away. Is uh, it's it's uh, well worth. It. Let me know when you watch it because uh, you want me to go watch it right now. Yeah, come back. Yeah, you know well, we'll right. pause yeah, the yeah, we'll just, recording we'll just for a little bit. All right. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Do you think Mark's done with the movie yet? No. And the other movie, the only other movie that I watched, this has been a weird week. I usually am I'm watching a movie a day, but uh, going back to school in the last couple of weeks, throwing a wrench in my plan. Oh, you're going to get the degree finally. Good for you, pal. Uh, Ken Reed, for 17 years, Ken Reed has been telling me to watch this movie called Midnight Madness from the 80s. Oh, and I like, did. Is it set on Halloween for Trick or Treat mm-hmm. or something? No, it's it's this... Uh, this grad student comes up with this all night scavenger hunt in LA. And then there's four teams and they go around and, uh, you know, solve the clues and go to the next location and get the next clue. It was, it was like one of the movies that I would wish I could be in more than anything. It looked like it was so fun. And even if that was like a real thing, I would do it. It would be so fun to just drive around all night and do this crazy scavenger hunt. Uh, but it's a Disney movie that's so horny, it'll never be on Disney Plus, or you're always going to have to rent it. But uh, great Eddie Deason is in it. Everybody loves Eddie Deason. And uh, that's about it. He's the most famous person in it. So, What's the name of it? Midnight Madness? Midnight Madness. Check it out. I watched the movies. Yeah. You want me to go watch got... it right now? Yeah. Well, no, hey, no, no, no. well first, I, finish the first it. movie, Mark. Okay. For Christ's sakes. What are you just gonna stop watching the other movie to fucking watch? Jesus! I just want to make you guys happy. <laughs> well, good luck with that. 
I watched, dude. I've been <laughs> I kicked off my horror uh, month. I've been, I watched the original Fright Night. Oh, that's oh, a good uh, one. I've never seen that. Is it? Is it's it uh, worth it's on checking Shutter. out? Was it on Shutter or was it on HBO Max? I don't know. Yeah, it's good. Definitely worth it. checking out, dude. It's a fun. Yeah, Fright movie. Night's on my list. I'm gonna try to fill in some horror gaps this year, and Fright Night is one that I want to see. Fright Night remake I, is good too. Yeah, no, with David Tennant, right? We might have talked yeah. about this on last week's episode. I can't remember. But uh, so I've been doing so on Shutter, dude. They got some uh, pretty good movies on there. I watched this one called uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Byrne. Love it. it. You've seen it, the mockumentary? Yeah, seen it's it a so lot. Yeah. good, dude. It's oh, really second recommendation enjoyable. for this. Yeah, it's really enjoyable, dude. I'm starting to take uh, this serious. I might have to check this out. Oh, because I fucking told you seven times. You're like, fuck it, this bag of shit. Dude, <laughs> if Mark Gallagher turns around and tells me to watch Good Boys, I'll watch it tonight. Dude, fucking watch Good Boys. Have you, have you seen Good Boys, Mark? Wait, that's not... I'm on HBO the Max. Boys. No, Good Boys is. Oh, is that the little kids? Yeah, square? It's yes. Fucking <laughs> dude, literally one of the funniest movies I've seen. Oh, good. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. I, I keep wanting to watch it. it. I just I've haven't watched yet. it five times already, dude. I okay, I'm gonna check it out. So funny, dude. Sean, just do it, bro. We do it with film journalists. Listen to me. <laughs> I'm in horror. You'll get a chuckle. I'm in horror mode. All right, me too. So check out the Leslie Vernon one. Mike fucking said yeah. Yeah, right, I, Mike, I remember me. I was following that movie like when it was in production on you know on the internet. I was all hyped on it and I checked yeah. it out in the theaters. I drove it pretty far really to see good. it because there was like one theater playing in my area. Yeah, I can't imagine that it it was a wide release because no. it's not something that I've I've even heard about before, I don't think. I just happened to stumble upon it on uh, Shudder. But I watched one more uh, horror, which was that uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen that, Sean, with Michael Rooker? Oh, too spooky. It's I do like Michael Rooker a lot, though. Yeah, you should, it's a quick one, too. It's like 80 minutes. <laughs> I love a quick horror. rating or something? It was <laughs> like NC-17. Yeah. Uh, no, man. I was I'm reading ready. something mm. on the uh, it was like that uh, Peter Bag- Bogdanovich movie. The last picture and, show. Uh, I forget. But there were like three movies that got. That made them invent the NC-17. They wanted to give it an X rating. And then they were like, well, we got to come up with something that's not pornography, I guess. Yeah. So they so they came up with NC-17. Uh, it's fucking dude. It's a, it's definitely worth a watch, especially for horror season. Sean, be a big boy. Here's the thing is that serial killers know no calendar. They'll go anytime. So that's really, I, that's a, uh, an evergreen film. If I ever heard of one, a portrait of a serial killer. Mark, what's your favorite? If I, uh, what's uh, give me a movie, give me a horror movie. I got to watch in the next week. What's your favorite of all time? Oh, that's I I can never do that. Like my all time right. favorite, but, yeah, real but good the movies job. that I watch, like uh, that I revisit every, I make sure to revisit every Halloween. Like I I love hitting all the franchises. I think you guys are you know talked about that. Oh earlier, yeah, but... yeah. We got uh, we got franchise October coming up. Yeah, so there's uh, that's an obvious one, but um, I love Poltergeist. I I watch that Greatest. one all throughout the year. The first Poltergeist. 
The second so one's great. got some moments, but that first one is so good. It's um, so rewatchable. It's a secret Steven Spielberg movie. It he's he's quote uh, he's credited he wrote, as he wrote, it, the, written, he wrote it and produced it, and then Toby he really Hooper directed, directed it. Right? Yeah, Toby, Toby Hooper. Uh, Toby Hooper is the director, but apparently there was some kind of um, strike going on. So I no, it, I, I it wasn't that there was there was some kind of weird technicality in the guild, the directors' guild, where he couldn't direct two movies at the same time. But he did anyway. Oh, Spielberg? Yeah, so Toby Hooper just pretended to direct it for him. Oh. But, but Spielberg directed like Classic Hooper. Of it. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> he's up there like, fucking that dude, so that's Hooper. me. I did that. And nobody has officially come out and said it, although a few <laughs> people on the crew have have spoken up about yeah. it. But nobody well, big has admitted well, to it. Are you, Once this are you episode to, drops. Do you think that... The death of Toby Hooper had anything to do with uh, this secret? You think he was getting ready to talk and then they did he killed die? Oh, man. Yeah, he died of natural causes. Yeah. They killed I always him wonder age. whenever some you know whenever a director seems to disappear, even their their career starts to fade away. I just it's always Spielberg every time. Like uh, Joe <laughs> Dante, where's Joe Dante? One uh, of the best directors of all time. What's he doing? Oh, I just watched no. Piranha recently. That's a great film. Yeah, Spielberg what? said, you I direct one more movie, I'll snap your neck. Where is Joe Dante? <laughs> That's a great question. He's doing a lot of TV, isn't he? Joe Dante? I don't think so. Yeah, I looked at his IMDb when I was uh, watching Piranha. You know, that's, the, most, a, he, that's the saddest thing. He's got a great thing. podcast. Oh, yeah, he does. Does he? When, What's his podcast? Yeah. I forget uh, the name of it, but he's, he's I think I told you about it, Bill. Oh, you did, yeah. Hater. You did. Um, it's yeah, so Joe Dante never misses. When you when you see a director you like and you go on their IMDb and they're just directing like episodes of Grey's yeah, Anatomy, Hawaii Five O. Oh, yeah, he, uh, he did MacGyver the MacGyver one episode of the MacGyver TV series. That's oh, so depressing, Mark. Yeah. That's gonna hit home. That's Nightmare tough, uh... Nightmare Cinema. I mean, he's just got to make a living, right? That's that's the he's idea. He's got a horror movie, Nightmare Cinema, in 2018. It's just some. There were some directors that you would hope they kind of they're all set. You know, well, they he got, talks they about enough for talks about on his podcast all the time about how he wants to make the Roger Corman biopic. Oh, that'd be which, great! Yeah, would be terrific. But uh, I watched uh, I watched one more movie, gentlemen. Uh, I don't know if you heard of it. It's from uh, 2008. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, it's from Sisterhood uh, of the direct- Traveling Pants Part Two. No, no, it's from one of the directors, one half of the directing team that brought us the uh, the all time classic Aeroplane. <laughs> I watched a movie called An American Carol, directed by David Zucker, written by David Zucker, and. Uh, that's it. The other Zucker that brother was. Is he, took it. A, he took a hike. You Jeff know what's Zucker crazy? Said, no, thank you. I, the I other actually Zucker saw that alive? movie last night. What's that? I actually saw oh, that movie last night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I You're mean, not... we also talked about it for five minutes at the beginning yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> oh shit! This is really one of the stupidest bits that I do every week. Is that we go through these movies that we watch, and then at the end, I always say <laughs> the name of the episode. Oh, but, I happen uh, to see that too. 
Boy, boy, where do we begin with this movie? Oh, let's man. Do, let's, let's start begin with at the end. <laughs> let's begin uh, at the end. I mean, with the end of David Zucker's career, because after this, he does nothing. absolutely. Dude, he's got nothing. scary movie seven coming out. No, if COVID got... ever gets cured. Is that true? He's uncredited as the director on scary movie five or six. Maybe it's five. It's, it had it as an upcoming project, I believe. Oh, yeah. Scary Movie 5 he does in 2013. Uh, he's the assistant director and he wrote it. But An American Carol is the last proper Zucker film. Yeah, it makes yeah. fucking sense, dude. And I think from either of them. I think Jerry Zucker oh, yeah. also off the map. I'll say this. So before we get into this, I tried to watch The Naked Gun because they all popped up on Netflix right at the beginning of uh, Quarantine. Yeah. And so I said, I'll watch this movie. And I got about like five minutes and I just don't have. I find spoofs now to be com- so tedious. I just unbearable maybe I, at times. Maybe just not one of the good ones, but I was just like, I this I'm beyond this now. When I was a kid, these were the greatest. Yeah. All the Leslie Nielsen's like when he went hard in the parodies in the 90s. I thought all of them were great. And now it's just like I couldn't I couldn't care less. Try to watch Spy Hard. Just no, I try. can't. Just try. Can't. <laughs> it, is that Leslie Nelson? You. The only good thing yeah, about that... it is Weird Al at the beginning does a theme yes, song. I that, that movie will eat your soul, shit <laughs> it out, and like inject it back into your body, but it's not the same soul, and you start to get like fecal poisoning in your blood. And <laughs> then you no. got to get your soul removed and cleaned, and that's that's expensive. Yeah, insurance is not going to cover a soul no. removal. <laughs> Maybe you need a different primary care physician. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you want to get into Medicare for all, like I got all night. I'll say this. I mean, I'm I think at... this movie is about Medicare for all. A little bit. Yeah, how it's a bad, bad idea. idea. What a joke <laughs> that would be. Um, Jerry Zucker is, I mean, Without question, the better of the two Zuckers. He's got to be because He directed Ghost. And he didn't and, make this fucking movie. And Rat Race. His last uh, directing credit is Rat Race, which is a good movie. It's pretty fun. It's, um, it's, Rat that's Race like is a mad, 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 mad world uh, yeah. remake, basically. That is a great yeah. movie, dude. But uh, that's Jerry Zucker? That's Jerry Zucker. Oh, yeah. yeah. He wins hands down then, dude. I mean, they really only make two movies together it looks like airplane and top secret did they do that together I mean, they, they must have uh they wrote the naked gun together they created they did police story did they do kentucky fried movie yeah or is that abram yes. that was their first movie they wrote was... it i think it was directed by what's his name the child killer there uh, uh, uh so john, many of them uh, so many john landis yeah yeah John Landis turns out not a great guy. Is that uh, a <laughs> really good director? But Twilight Zone yeah, movie, great father. Yeah, great dad. Yeah. What's that, that though? Is that Twilight Zone movie you're talking about? Yeah. Or did he kill yeah. other kids somewhere else? Dude, I'd love to get into the story of that. That's so weird. I mean, people have. Yeah. <laughs> um, have they made it funny? <laughs> I know. I mean, Blank Check just did an episode on uh, the Twilight Zone movie because they have George Miller's section. I'm so hooked but, on um, that. That's the best part of that movie. The George Miller one. 
Yeah, the nightmare at thirty thousand feet or the airplane one. Yeah, they, I mean, they, I mean, so blank checks the podcast they went through. They were they they talked about that and they talked about the Joe Dante section as the two like good parts, and then they skip Landis and the Spielberg one. And oh, then you Spielberg look at it, one might be the worst. What's that? Spielberg part was really rough. Kick the can. That shouldn't have been That's, in there. That was like an amazing stories episode. Exciting Twilight Zone episodes. I don't yeah. even remember the movie. I just know that Vic Morrow and two kids and, died. Uh, yeah, and kids, Vic yeah. Morrow sounds so much like Mick Morrow. So I took it personally. Oh, yeah. You like, were just checking. Your, holy shit. Died. Was that me? Did I'm I die? Bill Vic Morrow. Whoa. Um. Yeah, an American Carol. Uh, let's get the budget out of the way. Twenty million dollars it costs. I don't know how. That's not on the screen. John Boyd. Mostly in nine eleven green screens. Uh, it makes uh it makes a whopping seven million dollars at the box office, which seems high. Yeah, it seems very high. They promoted the hell out of it. I'd see. I don't remember. This is like I, I don't feel remember. Like this is, anything about it no and this has only become like a thing like podcasts have gone back to make fun of this movie uh, good but it's <laughs> uh it's a very unpleasant watch yeah how many people in this movie do you think were signing up because they were like well, shit i get to work with one of the zucker brothers but they didn't really know what it was about because there are people in this movie that i, I genuinely like and then yeah, there are some, some good actors that i would extremely disappointed in yes yeah, so what's his name the um happy gilmore villain what's that guy's yeah, name michael McDonald. Yeah, yeah. he's standing That's there and and the other guy in that scene is is fucking shazam it's zachary levi yeah it's horrific it, that scene is just completely not even a funny scene like you don't need three uh you don't need actors of that level for that scene the fuck is dennis hopper doing in this thing Oh, well, Dennis Hopper is a right wing was he's, we've lost him, but right wing psycho. You know that, right? All these guys, 9-11 happened. And all of these guys got radicalized. They did, but they're all dead, too. Yeah, well, this, I feel I mean, this movie Lord. killed a lot of people. No, who's nobody's dead in this movie. Gary Coleman. Oh, yeah. Leslie Gary Nelson. Coleman. Gary De- Dennis Hopper. Leslie um, Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen was 900 years old. Hey. I know, but this movie took him out. If he didn't do this, he he would have been around way longer. This sucked I out think, his last bits of energy. Had something to do with Gary Coleman's demise. It certainly yeah. uh, spiritually must have hurt. This movie is probably listed on his death certificate. You know, That's we how still, you say that still word, right? certificate. We're still stuck with Kelsey Grammer. We still got John Voight. We still yeah. got James Woods. Uh, I don't have John Voight or James Woods. No. They're the ones you lost. I didn't Coleman, lose Fred them. Travellino. We did lose. Fred, Fred Travellino plays Jimmy Carter. <laughs> He's a big. <laughs> who got he actually did a movie. good Jimmy Carter impersonation. It was a good impersonation. Um, and this is the like second time we've mentioned Fred Travellino on this podcast in the last month. Um, not enough. It. Not enough, man. Uh, it's uh, you know, it is. It's missing Dean Kane. I was going to say that. And Dennis Miller. Where's Dennis Miller? Um, No Dennis Miller. No Victoria Jackson. But, I I mean, that's it. We really got most of the openly right-wing conservative comedians in this thing. 
Stacy Dash should have been in it. Yes. Oh, but she, I mean, she would be in the slave scene and it would be fucking even more horrible than yeah. it is now. Like the existing scene, I can't believe David Allen Greer stayed on set and said the lines and then. Yeah. Like, I think allowed... he's kind of a right winger too. I don't think he just wanted to work with the Zucker, right? I, I think there's these, most of the people in this movie probably just hung out a lot and were all pissy that all the comedies ripped on conservatives. So yeah. like, well, we can we can flip it. Make a funny movie. Well, me and Bill were talking, and when I was talking to you, Mark, about doing this episode, uh, we we both like independently, we both brought up the is this movie better with Chris Farley instead of Kevin Farley, his younger, less talented brother, and the, I don't think it would have made any difference. I think it would have made a no. difference, but I don't think it would have been a good movie. He would have I been mean, more likable, just his presence, but yeah. I don't think there's upgrade. anything you could have added to it. But we were talking, Mark, you think that if, I mean, it's almost certain that if Farley lived, he would go he down, would he would have been, he would have been one of the right wing, the same as like, he would have been a secret Republican the way Adam Sandler and the rest of those guys are. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it depends on, he, he was definitely a sweet soul. So sure. I would I would hope that he retained that and maybe Sandler would keep him grounded, but there's a chance he could have been, you know, like uh Victoria Jackson. He he was, yeah. you know, towards or his Rob later Schneider, years, he was doing he did like fundraisers for um Republican politicians. Um I think he did a fundraiser for Newt Gingrich as Newt Gingrich. Which is like that's innocent enough, but he was definitely you know, um, yeah, evangelical. If anything, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, that's like that Midwest, like Chicago suburbs, are just as white and racist as the New England suburbs. Yeah, his brother uh, is Kevin Fairley, right? That's the yeah, the, the knockoff. He is a conser- He wasn't just cast in this for the looks or anything. He is a conservative guy, right? We also. Uh, comes through uh new england or he, he had been about once a year to do stand-up comedy he was oh, on the jj stand up how I, is it i have i know i have friends that um say he's a very nice guy i've never met him i've never worked with him i've never seen him um i have no interest no interest but yeah. um he's a guy i mean his filmography is lacking now, did he? Let me ask you this: Did he do any of this before Chris Farley died, or did he just start acting when I think there was he was aspiring? Was he was he like a stand-up or anything, or an aspiring uh, actor, like a comedic yeah. actor? He was going through the same channels as Farley. With with yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know if he he wasn't like a Second City guy like Farley was. Um, Farley was. I think Farley. He. Uh, I mean. It says here he was in Tommy Boy, he was in Black Sheep, he was in Beverly Hills Ninja. You know, he knew all those guys. He might have been, you know, working with his brother on all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, that's a tough shadow to fucking go into. You know, he you're not gonna exactly like him, but not. But he looks like a stunt double of Chris Farley, yeah, and he sort right. of sounds like he's he's like more of a knockoff of his brother than Jim Belushi. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
This is like a copy of a copy of a copy. All right. You're you're Xerox in a Xerox. Yeah. Like there's just like at least Jim Belushi sort of had his own vibe kind of. Like he's like the fourth Michael Keaton in multiplicity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just pulling up my notes. It's, uh, uh, I mean, we kicked this thing off as, as with Sweet Home Alabama and yeah, Leslie right, Nielsen. Dude. It just opens. You're like, oh, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, this is, I, I'm a huge fan of the Christmas Carol story. Every Christmas, I try to watch as many different versions of Christmas Carol as I get my hands on. Big this fan. is, I mean, he's the worst implementation of the format. Um, no one is ever in the history that I know of. Look, I'm a pretty progressive guy. You know, my politics are pretty, you know, left leaning. I don't know anybody that's ever called for canceling the 4th of July on a no. mass scale. No, like that's never been a threat that's anybody yeah, but, would take serious. Yeah, but it's the, like the war on Christmas, dude. Nobody's yeah, but you're never going to you're never going to convince anybody to to take away a paid day off from people that have fought yeah. for. People Everybody have. loves the Fourth of July. It doesn't matter yeah. the most yeah. the most granola vegan, whatever. They love it. They love Fourth of July. Together with your friends, you watch some fireworks. Uh, you you know you make it about whatever you want. No one has ever called for its cancellation. You flip. A um, I think and, the thing and, is, like you know, g- generally conservatives just aren't. They're not as good at comedy. And like they're no. they're so bad at comedy that they can't even make fun of liberals, which is like the easiest thing to do. Like they right. failed it. This whole movie is knocking on liberals, but it but it's not funny. It's like that's such an easy target, and you guys fucked it up. Yeah, there it's there's a lot to make fun of, and I feel like this movie fails not because it's of its politics whatever i could watch something that's conservative leaning you know the south park guys are you know fucking libertarian adjacent yeah and they knock that. it out of the park all the time and it's funny and you go like well politically like this doesn't match up with my ideas but i can recognize that these are good jokes and they're told well yeah you know like america world police basically has the same fucking conceit as this movie is that we need war all the time in order to protect us and if we don't then you know we're going to get you know murdered by terrorists but it's a funnier movie. This movie's I, just yeah. not funny. Well, I think the difference is they they make fun of um, yeah. political also. agendas, but they don't they aren't coming at it from an angle of a political agenda. Right. And this movie had a, an agenda, so Do the you... whole time, you know, they're they're like, they're more mad than they are being satirical. Like they really want to punch Michael Moore. They don't oh, the wanna... anger comes. The anger comes through, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> loud and clear. But do you think? Listen, do you think this movie would be better if it was puppets? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, right. If they made it like Team America, yeah, like, Michael did this Moore whole thing with puppets. I think the jokes would even be funnier if it was puppets, because it would be can't... so ridiculous. It's such a man. It's so weird. I mean, let's just go through it a little bit. You get the just the whole, a little bit though, please, because I, my stomach can't take much more today. <laughs> I, I hate the whole framework. There's no need for this Fourth of July picnic 
Leslie Nielsen storytelling bullshit with all the kids eating the gross burgers and stuff. Yeah. The little kid from the middle's in it. Yes. He, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I the middle? Middle. I figure out who he was. It is called I the have middle. a theory about that, by the I, I don't know if you want to talk about that later, about Leslie Nielsen's involvement in it, but I, I have yeah. a, a theory. You now. mean Leslie Bin Laden? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Leslie Bin Nielsen, right? What is it? Osama Bin Nielsen? It's Osama Jesus. Bin Nielsen. That's no sense. Not nothing about that made it. Why was he coming into the audition and slaughtering people? Yeah, it there just, was no it, logic behind that. Uh, what's your theory on Leslie Nielsen? Well, I mean, I'd say maybe just a fuck up on their end, but the entire premise of the movie is that this old man with a rotting pudding brain is telling the story that we're watching and the story is sucks and it has this very right leaning bias the whole time and if you want to get meta about it it sucks because it's being told by an old right winger with a melting brain oh yeah i mean also maybe maybe (laughs) they were actually (laughs) shitting on right wingers the whole time very generous. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that that's the case. That's uh, like stuffing it into the box, and now we got to hold the top of the box down while somebody tapes the box shut, <laughs> so it doesn't <laughs> pop out of the box. Like you got it in there, but I don't think it's going to stay in there. I don't think this is going to work. Uh, th- then they they go. We we we're introduced to um. Uh, the the three terrorists, uh, led by uh, played by white by, guys with with brown face. Played by white guys, one of the guys, uh, Jeffrey Arend, is uh, a good actor. He, I mean, he never really got a shot. He's the guy that was. He was on an episode of Undeclared. He was in oh, yeah. Super True. Yeah, I like that kid. He yeah he's he good. didn't. He's Horrible very talented role, guy. Dude. Like this, the uh, role in this is just. <clears throat> horrendous and and you can i think you can honestly i think you can see a lot of people checking out the further along in filming because his he changes his voice to be super goofy yeah like he just starts making weird choices in the middle of it zachary levi in that scene is basically on his phone the whole time whoops um it's it's just like all of us though right we're all yeah. on our phones constantly. We're all, we're, <laughs> just wondering, what am I missing by doing what I'm doing now? So, so we get this this concept. Michael uh, Michael Malone, who is a just a pretty poor parody of Michael Moore, and a Michael Moore parody could be you could make a decent movie. Yeah, making fun of him and the way that he structures his films and how he's the star and all that stuff. Yeah. There's something there. Uh, I don't, it seems like a waste of time to me, but somebody could do it. Uh, this movie certainly does not. Why they, didn't they just call him Michael Moore, by the way? I have no idea. No. And you also, this is like, sued. this is fucking 10 years after Bowling for, no, Bowling for Columbine is what, 2000? And I then Fahrenheit like Night around like, Sicko. Yeah, yeah they were mad about Sicko, I yeah, think, mostly. Let it off with the Cuba. 
And he did that in Sicko when he was did the healthcare one. But I feel like Sicko was like, like that's a weird thing to get fucking bent out of shape about. Oh, well, I know. You know what's crazy? Affordable healthcare. The the Trumps liked Sicko. They're, the Trump uh, Yeah, who's a uh, uh, Jared Kushner? Went to the premiere of Sicko and championed Michael Moore over it. Um, I think uh, Bill O'Reilly said some good stuff about. It. I could be wrong about that, um, but there were some people saying it was like his best movie, um, and that was the movie that there's a guy that worked for a pharmaceutical company who went public and admitted that he or he worked for an HMO or something and he said he lied to people on purpose about um Canada's healthcare system because it obviously if we had single payer it would the the oh, HMOs yeah. would go out that was uh in the last couple of weeks that came out uh yeah or it might be it might be like circulating again but this guy said the the thing that really got to his conscience was that documentary that's what really got him going. Fuck! I'm I've been fucking people over my whole life, <laughs> so, so it is a weird movie to attack. So Sicko comes out 2007. Um, this is 2008, right? Yeah. So I mean, they obviously, you know, had a hard on for Michael Moore from Bowling for Columbine and Fahrenheit 9/11. Those would yeah. be probably his two biggest documentaries, I would think. Um, besides Roger and me and, you know, but those two, especially since John Voight and James Woods and all those guys are clearly, they're all probably have always been right leaning their whole life. But nine 11 is like the fucking radicalization for these guys. Yep. Like we're going to be murdered by radical Islamic terrorists, uh, all the time. <laughs> Cause I got murdered by one yesterday. It's, uh, and it, and it hurt. It really does hurt. Yeah. I'm so numb to it at this point that it doesn't, <laughs> but the, the first couple dozen times, yeah, absolutely. Totally. I love that big suicide vest callus. Yeah, dude. Like, they really went, fuck, like James Woods, dude. You go from a point where you're like, oh, man, you're not a dude acting like an asshole in these movies. You're just an asshole that's in yeah. the movie. But here's the thing about James Woods is that I watched him in this movie and I was like, oh, he's it's it sucks so hard because he is a good actor. He's a good cap, very watchable actor. Yeah. And it just sucks that he can't he, the art from the artist. And yeah. Not with him. Palette of but he's also like a guy that like nobody's given him any work. You're not going to see James Woods pop into a movie because he's too he's just made himself too much of a tied too much of his public personality to being an asshole. Yeah. He's like, he became a heel over it. You know, there, there are a lot of, um, right leaning, you know, comedians and actors who are good, but they also, that's just like, that's not their whole personality. Like, um, Gary Oldman, I'm pretty sure he's like a conservative, but, and he says things every once in a while, but it's, you know, he's not on Twitter every day making that his, like who he is. I yeah. think that's what the difference is. So what what it's all about branding. Like I, I people generally they don't care. Like if whatever you're a good actor, I, I don't necessarily care about your views as, as long as they're not too extreme. But you brand yourself as that. So when you cast James Woods, it's almost like people are expecting some kind of conservative bent from it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. it's the asshole from Casino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, that's part of yeah. it, at least. I don't know. I know a lot of celebrities are politically active, so it, you know, I don't know. I just like Dean Kane, for example. Are you are you gonna cast him in anything other than some kind of right wing religious thing? Like that's all he does. Yeah, Kevin Corbo. It makes them all millionaires. It makes them so much money. Uh, and what doing and, all the evangelical, like straight to DVD yeah, movies? Sure. I mean, Kirk Cameron's got more money than any of us will ever see. Yeah, but that motherfucker yeah. is living off the uh, what growing pains, growing pains, dividends. I think it's all the it's all the fucking it's all the uh, evangelical movies that he makes. Yeah, because those like, movies don't need to make money. They they make them to uh, just yeah, let you know if they exist. Live. Right. Um, to plant their prosperity seeds. Yeah. So, Michael. <laughs> documentarian there is on the 4th of July there's going to be a, a a humongous country music concert at Madison Square Garden in New York City celebrate the troops celebrate the troops and he's going to have a protest outside because they want to cancel the 4th of July um, they spend the first like half hour of this movie really really uh, just going after him and his stupid you know that it all the fake documentaries that they showcase of die you American pig and the one in Cuba where he brings the couple to wait in line to get health care. And they do like uh, to point out that documentaries do not make money. Uh, yeah. And like, they, they point that out so many fucking times. But this, movie. The, this movie made, would you say seven million? Seven million dollars. Fahrenheit nine 11 made like 250 million. I think. Yeah. Uh man, they dude move on.org gets scorched. Yeah. <laughs> they get come out of this looking good. Uh, they go zombie motherfuckers. Move along.org awards. <laughs> uh where uh he gets uh he gets his documentary keychain. They're very, very, very fucking down on documentaries in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they keep talking about how he he just directs documentaries and he won best film director for a documentary and this and he wants to make a feature film. That's his goal. He's making a feature film called Fascist America. We get the scene with James Wood as his agent and George O'Hurley is just there. He's one of the guys where there are people in this like Gary Coleman and George O'Hurley where I don't know their John O'Hurley, not George O'Hurley, John O'Hurley. I don't know their politics, but they're just like recognizable people that stupid people will recognize. So they just throw them in. There are certain people I go like John Voigt. He's taking it very seriously that he's George Washington opening yeah. up all to look at 9-11. That fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you if I mean John Voigt or George Washington. You'll just have to figure it out. Uh, And so the night George before Washington. this Big rally. Michael Malone, he's laying in bed watching John F. Kennedy's inauguration speech the way you do. (laughs) You grab grab a piece of pie. Earlier in the day, he's had the visit from his nephew who's uh, invited him to a cookout before he gets deployed for his his second trip to Afghanistan or some shit. Uh, Shit. And uh, he's not going to... So uh, John F. Kennedy pops out of the TV like fucking 
uh, uh, what the what's the girl in the ring just crawling out of the well? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, pops out of the TV. Who plays? Yells at him yeah, because man. he misinterpreted his speech about not ask not what your country can do for you, and something about how we'll defend America forever, and you know, typical shit that people say in inauguration speeches. Um, and what he means is John F. Kennedy comes out and slaps him and, and goes, "Listen, what we mean is we need to have war." All the time, we need war. Ah, uh, we need to have hey. war, and we need to have war all the time. <laughs> but and it's like that would be great if you were making fun of conservatives for having like a crazy point of view like that. But that's just the there is a genuine message in this very jingoistic point of view, where anyone conservative in this is like they look cool, they act cool, and there there's nothing funny about them. Right. No, they're um, all serious, all men. They're men. Yeah, they're all men. And like I, you know, you brought up uh, Team America and huge difference between that is it's it just rips apart the extremes from either political agenda. You know, like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes fun of Michael Moore in the same way, but also um, that that whole like hurrah post 9-11 attitude, it, it shits all over that. Right. Not this uh, movie. It's just, it's just it, this. So it's it, tedious. They yeah, go right, they go <laughs> it's a hard Christmas watch. And you go like you're gonna be visited by three spirits, and you're like, all right. And then the next morning, uh, he's visited by General Patton, played by fucking Kelsey Grammer, who is seems like he's limping throughout the entire movie. I don't. He seemed very uncomfortable. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> The I, I was uh, very frustrated with what they did with Patton because this is supposed to be a Christmas Carol remake or whatever reference. Yeah. And he plays the ghost of Christmas past and present. Right. No, they can't even stick. They can't. They can't even stick. Oh, did he chat? Like, dude, I got to be honest. I know that it was supposed to be a Scrooge type thing. I had such a hard time paying attention to what was happening in this. Yeah, I did like too. I was I was texting Sean so much during this movie that I had to keep like I'd look up and I'd be like, fucking who are the zombies, dude? Why are they, <laughs> what? And I'd have to fucking rewind it and be like, oh, zombies. It's the ACLU. I should have gotten that just from the zombies. I'm an idiot. It's I mean, they do. They do say it. They go, oh, no, it's the ACLU. And then yeah, but I was texting you about I think I was talking about Gary Coleman or something at that point. And I was just like, dude, I guess I don't I I can't relive this beat by beat because (laughs) I think the conversation about the movie is better than reliving the fucking movie. I'm going to tell you what my least favorite thing. And I think the most objectionable part of this movie is, is that the idea that we that because Abraham Lincoln chose not to fight the Civil War, we would still have slavery in 2008. And that Michael Malone, the documentary filmmaker, has all these slaves. The most slaves. Yeah. That's one of my fucking favorite things is that Republicans like to tell you that Abraham Lincoln was a Republican but at the same time, if they could have slaves tomorrow, they would all have slaves. No, oh, no. Yeah, they'd hit the button. Even. If it yeah. was a red button. 
dude. Yeah. You wouldn't believe how good the economy would be then. Yeah. <laughs> They, you think they, the stock market is something now? Wait until slavery's back. They, well, they like they, they point flag. out that he was a Republican. Sorry, but that that's that's not like the, to be a Republican is not like some set in stone um, belief system. It's an organization. It's just a party, right? Where they that can obviously change over time, just like the Democrats. Like to say you're a Democrat, what, what does that even mean? You know. Uh, but they get hung up on that. It means I wear a blue tie, Mark. <laughs> like, that's literally what it is. One wears a red tie, one wears a blue tie. Yeah, that's tie. it. They fucking it's the only distinguishable thing. Like, it's insane. Dude. You can go at you can go a thousand times and you go, that's true. The labels meant something different. But then in the Great Depression, FDR became the Social Democrat and it, it switched. And then everybody on the reactionary side switched parties and all that stuff. Whatever. The history of it's all mangled. It's like when CBS used to be on Channel 7, NBC used to be on Channel 4. Then at a certain point, they switched and nobody knows the difference and knows why. <laughs> it just switched. Southern strategy, <laughs> Lee Atwater. Yeah. Look at Bill. Look at you, the fucking historian. Bro, I fucking live in this country. I pay attention. Yeah, I should start. I got to start. What's... I got to find out what's going on with this election this year. Who's running? <laughs> I'm fucking well it would be nice if we could run just away just take all that money they're like we gotta build this border wall down south and now it's like nobody's will let us go there anyways yeah, what the fuck do we need a wall we're gonna be to keep us head bro listen listen I got some conspiracy I'd like to say that uh, even though I said uh, don't ask what we could do for you and then you do something for me I also said my brother Teddy should not be driving tonight. <laughs> and raw. Uh, what did he say? Hey, whatever you? happened to uh, Jack Kennedy? He's still with us. John <laughs> Kennedy. I call him Jack. You're oh, younger, Jack? so you probably call him John, but I call yeah, him yeah, Jack. Yeah. No, Jack uh, Jacko, Jack Beans, Jack a Lantern. Very much dead. Um. He was shot by uh, gay Cubans, according. But to we do all agree party. that nobody should get evicted from their house without without having a lawyer present. <laughs> Jesus, I can't. We won. We won that one. We got to leave the boy alone. Did we win? He's no longer. If you follow, uh, if you follow QAnon, one of the stronger theories they have running right right now, at least, it always changes, but. Apparently, JFK is still alive. And he, That's what I'm saying, Mark. Yeah, worry, he's, I mean. It's JFK Jr. Mark agrees with me. Oh, JFK Jr. is still alive? Yeah, JFK, oh, okay. Is Q. A lot of people think that JFK Jr. Okay. okay the fuck out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If JFK Jr. is Q, who is Daryl Hannah? Damn. Wait, what? Daryl Hannah. Who's Jack lady. Hannah, really? Who's Jack Hannah? They were lovers, which obviously would get her higher classification. Oh, they were together? I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they smashed. Now, look at that. He, he smashed the splash. I don't I don't care for that. You yeah, know, I, did, I, I did it really quick. We can probably take it out in post. No, I don't know that we can with our new stuff. Alas, the people <laughs> at Zencaster will shoot him an email. <laughs> hey, guys, we're sponsored by Zencaster this week. Yeah, to all Type Zencaster into your search box and you'll find Zencaster. 
Yeah, go to Zencaster.com, enter uh, coupon code BALCONY, and they will tell you not to do that. They will <laughs> ask you to leave. I think you should send all the files directly to your followers, and they can edit the podcast on their own. Yeah, oh, edit it as you see fit. You don't take fucking dump me out of it. I will send you the individual file. So they were talking about in the Civil War, they uh, like how necessary it was for Americans to criticize America and fight with America. But the theme of this movie is that you shouldn't criticize America. Yeah, it's almost like they have no uh, no core ethos or any kind of sense of irony. Yeah, yeah it's just... it wasn't there. Humility. Oh, man. Honesty. Like they, the, they were kept pointing out, like, if you have an issue with America, you're a, that makes you a terrorist. You don't. Why don't you love the troops? <clears throat> Which I mean, and that's point. that's like saying, you know, any woman that uh, doesn't come on to you is a lesbian. They they at one point they have the move on uh, move along dot org, uh, the film awards and Paris Hilton and Simon Rex come out to present. And the uh, the voiceover guy is talking about the goals are. The redistribution of wealth, the freedom of the chains, uh, freedom from the chains of uh, materialism, and ending world hunger, and then everybody laughs, ha 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 ha, like that. Those are three silly, very silly ideas, and I was just like, yeah, those are the, yeah, those are good. Those are good things. I don't, right, left. How could you ending world hunger? How could that be, like a thing that you're just like, that's so stupid. Why would we do that? Yeah, and that's like the the healthcare thing. Like they're like, oh, look at this piece of shit. Oh yeah, they're just like, oh, you want to give everybody? Oh, help? everybody yeah. should. <laughs> you oh, should you. everybody have a roof over their heads? You piece of shit. Yeah, cool dork. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I did, I did. I will say, if this movie has any kind of a high point, I think it's the musical number about <laughs> indoctrination in colleges, just because. You have uh, effort was put into. Somebody had to write a song. They had to choreograph a thing. Yeah, to a uh, degree, it was it was pretty basic. But to yeah, a degree. it it did feel a little bit more produced than most of the movie. It also, I mean, it also presupposes that no parent has ever gone to college. Yeah, <laughs> I gave up. I gave up an ass lift for this. They just storm in and they're just like, "What is happening here?" As if the the liberalization of colleges is a new thing that only happened after nine eleven, like that's that's been forever. That's where Kent State is a college. That's where the Vietnam War protests started. I don't know why this is a new idea to the parents of college students in two thousand and eight. Um, and then uh, oh sorry, no no no. I'm just I'm trying to go through my notes because uh, this movie is just it's bumming me out even more again. <laughs> <laughs> I did a little bit of research on on Zucker and, uh, you know, because it, I feel like there wasn't there was like the furthest their movies were always the furthest thing from political. Right. They were just goofy and they were fun. Like, I like the Naked Gun movies. I haven't seen them in a while, so maybe they're harder to watch now. But um, uh, what's the Val Kilmer one? Top Secret. Oh, Top Secret. So good. And in an airplane, enjoy that. A lot of people knocked off their style, and it smells. And that, in fact, that's a lot of the movies that Leslie Nielsen did were just, you know, Zucker ripoff movies that they weren't really involved with. Yeah, right. he got um, into a lot of uh, 
like the spy hot, right? That's that same yeah. Dale just the knockoff. Like a hot shot. Yeah, and it's like the Zookers aren't involved, but if they're just kind of riding that wave. And it got it's funny, those the spoof movie got worse and worse when it turned into epic movie and all those like not another teen movie. Um but so I was just like, what why I don't know. Me though is a good. That is, is it a, a good one. Movie. I thought That's I enjoyed that one. Movie. I don't know if it holds up, but I haven't seen it. I just like it felt at the time yeah, it came out. I just those, like, had those no, vibes. It's, yeah, uh, it's 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 when uh, the National Lampoon movies started to come back into vogue, where they started putting National Lampoon's Class Trip in like high oh, school. Oh, that's a fun one. Class Trip. Class trip is. Yeah, I, I used to watch that a lot when I was younger. Maybe it sucks now. I don't. Every you know. It's yeah, so sad. Age, so we would have been going to those movies. I remember there was a dollar fifty movie theater in Brockton, and we used to just go see any of these stupid comedies. Yeah, like and it was all spoofs in the nineties. We would see yep. anything. Uh, I'm looking up a review from Ain't It Cool News. Oh, the guy, there was a guy on Ain't It Cool News that loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I read the review last night, and it's uh, I'm trying to find a good quote because this guy is Ain't It Cool. Uh, is one of the worst movie sites. The Ooh. reviews on there, complete garbage. It's the that guy got me too. It's awesome. Sites. Um, but that's that's the only positive review I could find. Um, and he said it was just I, as good as Airplane. Yeah, no. you know, he found it was so funny. So it, yeah, we were. It was so insane uh, that they had to put a uh, a disclaimer at the top from another guy going like, "This is one of our." more conservative contributor. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are turning this movie into a punching bag. I think we're going to try and give it a shot. You know, after hearing what he said, I might try and go see it, but uh, just take it, you know, for what it's worth. Uh, some people like things and some people don't. Uh, and it's just, it's just, man, people, Republicans want, or people like conservative, they want their thing their their comedy and it just it's never going to happen there's never going to be something that comes from a conservative perspective that's going to make anybody laugh no like you you can make fun of liberals but you, you not with an agenda you just like there's no. there's funny things about any culture really and the liberalism to a degree is a culture so you can make fun of it in that sense but when you're trying to make fun of it in the way that you're going, this is wrong, this is dumb, this isn't what you should believe, it's not going to work. Um, because though it's it's you like you were saying before, it's like, oh, can you believe it? This guy wants people to have health care, <laughs> and uh, like that's the punchline, right? <laughs> can you believe it is the setup? What is <laughs> the punchline? <laughs> the punchline is this guy wants to have health care. Big man. laugh. Uh, you know, applause break. That that explanation was funnier than anything in this movie. <laughs> uh, I I wanted to say earlier. I looked up David Zucker. Like, what turned him? Obviously, nine eleven. He he became a Republican after that. Yeah, which is which is why he's so bad at being a Republican. Right. Um, he sucked it. Still a baby. Yeah, he's like just getting into it. But his whole thing, like any the the only really public information about him, other than having made the movies he made, was that he was an environmentalist and he was a big advocate of electric cars. That was his big thing. 
<laughs> Look at this guy trying to save the environment. Yeah. Can you believe it? <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> One of the what other a writers. Collar pulling. Um, the guy Lewis Friedman, who was a co-writer on this. Yep. He's an Emmy winner. Uh, Two for writing girls. for uh, Samantha B. Samantha B's show. Oh, really? Full frontal. Yeah. Oh, that's strange. Very strange, yeah. So, I mean, these guys aren't even good right-wingers. Yeah, I mean, people are fluid. They can, you can go back and forth. and Right. Well, that's that was a question that I had watching it, is how many of the people in this are, you know, like, obviously there's, like, Voight and Woods and, yeah. you know, the, the true right-wingers. But how many people are in this, like, trying to feed their families, trying to put food on I the mean, table? Most, most Work and actors... I would say uh, more than half, probably, right? Yeah. I mean, anybody that you can't like just publicly, like I publicly identify their politics based off of their name. Like you say James Woods and now it's turned into conservative Twitter uh, moron. Yeah. Like John Voight's the same way. Dennis Hopper's that way. Anybody well, Dennis else? Dennis Hopper's dead. So. Yeah, but he was. Right. On... Am I, I'm not speaking on his turn no, no. here, right? Dennis Hopper is finally dead. dead. Which is so crazy because him and John Voight are in. Is it Easy uh, Rider? Easy Rider. Yeah, Which, that's like a big lefty movie. It's the it's like the beginning of the fucking counterculture. Yeah, it's in Hollywood and all that stuff. It's so stupid. Voight's uh, just a fucking piece of shit, though. Fuck that guy. Bill O'Reilly's appearances in this are, I mean, you know what? It is what you expect it to be. I would say he's funnier than most of the other people that are in this film. He is. Bill, Bill O'Reilly has good comic timing. I liked his back and forth with um, John Stewart back in the day. Yeah. Like it, they had a good thing going on, kind of. Like, he sucked, but, um, yeah, he, he was probably, like, the best performer in this movie. And he's also biting in, like, a way that's, like, actually biting, where I can, yeah. like, can like slam somebody and i can go like i disagree with you but th that was a funny way to put that yeah. as opposed to this where it's just like nah let's 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 have michael moore uh, what if he was always trying to grab people's breasts <laughs> okay Why? oh i bet he'd like a submarine sandwich right about now <laughs> to eat i watched an interview with kevin farley and he was talking about getting ready for the role, and he wasn't saying this as a joke. He he said that he gained weight for the role. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this thing is... It's like, all right, Christian Bale, settle yeah. down. <laughs> I mean, we should talk about... We should talk about... Uh, we talked about the slavery scene and the modern slavery and Gary Coleman and David Allen Greer and uh, how as a fucking black man in 2018, do you agree to go along with this premise? Uh, John, 2008, Voight, John, Voight 2018, Voight. but still, this Showing wasn't 2018, right? No, no 2008. 2008. I think you said 18. George Washington, John Voight opening the doors and to ground zero. And that being the thing that finally puts him over the top because, and then he flashes to, uh, Michigan, where a bomb's gone off, and oh, wait a minute, dude! The world. Can you stop for back up? 
I don't want to open up the doors to Ground Zero. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I miss that. I don't think I saw the Ground Zero part, dude. No, it's the most it was the most sobering part of the movie. It, that was like the real like heart of the piece where it's like, look, if if our fun jokes and pointing out that these guys are stupid hasn't hit home, uh uh you said you'd never forget. Here's a little nine eleven. And they it's a reminder. And it's ground zero. Like, uh, was it, it that when the towers fell, or was it like the memorial? I think they specifically reference. No, it's like rubble, and and yeah. then they, they reference another fictional attack because uh, radical Islam's taken over Times Square, and there's a a victorious burqa sign. Yeah. Oh, gotta, yeah. I did see that. All right. Yeah. I don't imagine the writers' room really. They really had a field day with that. That's fun. Well, like their whole thing is being a Muslim is bad. That was a whole one, all, one of the messages in this movie. They're um, all named Muhammad and they're yeah. all named Hussein. And they're all bombers. And right. there was like they tried to make fun of the idea of um, radical Christians. You remember that part? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And in uh, <laughs> that was the Rosie video. That was the Bill O'Reilly part, right? <laughs> it yeah. was absurd to them. They were like, yeah radical christians yeah and and they were just showing like people with crucifixes beating people up and taking over airplanes and stuff and i'm sitting here going like what about the kkk yeah what, no what about, uh, abortion clinic bombings yeah <laughs> there is radical christian terrorism that's a real thing like westboro baptist church yeah like it, it you don't have to create parody for this it, these things exist yeah and I think that's why it's not funny. It's so out of touch. Ah, <laughs> it's a tough one. And then, and then this is all building up to this Trace Adkins concert. Whoever the fuck, oh Trace man, dude, is he the proud to be an American? Where at least oh, I know him. No, free. I think that's a different guy. I think Trace Adkins might be the. I'll, I'll put a. We'll stick a boot up his ass, or yeah. One of the, he's like one of these guys that was like, uh, yeah. country music sucks ass. I, I he made so much money off of nine eleven. Yeah, oh for sure. There, uh, I mean that was a big thing. Nine eleven is so marketable. There's so many like t-shirt salesmen that just were able to retire off of nine eleven. I, I mean, mean that's what Fox News is. It's the nine eleven yeah. channel. Yeah, one hundred percent. This movie was made as a grift. They thought they saw an opportunity. They saw uh, a a. Uh, a fucking uh, an audience that wasn't being spoken to, and then they made a movie for them. But they happened to release it a month before Barack Obama is elected president. Like the <laughs> <laughs> man. Like I was thinking of Lee Greenwood. Is that uh, the God bless the USA guy? The let's talk about the nephew is walking out on, he's going back to, he's, he's enlisted, re-enlisted into the military. And, uh, he's walking out on his three kids. One of them is blind or cross-eyed. I couldn't, yeah, like, not healthy. One's in a wheelchair. And then while they're at the, uh, 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 at the con, no, when do they get, Oh, they're at the, uh, he's going to see, he finally, Michael Malone, he finally sees the light. He sees that America is great, and we need to we need to just bomb everywhere all the time. <laughs> Us safe. He and he rushes out of the concert, and he goes to uh, 
the uh, aircraft carrier or wherever the fuck oh, he no, is. Wait, wait. Off. what did no. I see? What, dude? At the concert, first of all, they have the surprise pyrotechnic that goes off, and not a single soldier flinches, which seems oh, <laughs> to me. And then yeah. when he gets the bomber stand up. Yeah, he gets the terrorist to stand up, and then the terrorist runs, and like six people chase him out of a stadium yeah. full of fucking marines. No, they're all like, we're on. Like, we're all. This is our time. Yeah, we're here for the music. Oh man! Well, they they thought when they got into the building that it was fine because uh, you know it's just white guys in brown face, and that's just standard fare, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just good. Oh, that's doing a little gag comedy. That's just so fun. then they go to the boat, the ship. Yeah, so then he wakes up. Uh, uh, Robert Davi, I think, blows himself up or he gets arrested. I don't know. And the, he goes, uh, he goes to see the the kids off. And this is when all the kids get knocked off the. Just whatever. I don't, I don't get this joke. Is he says goodbye to his his nephew? He says, "I'm going to take care of uh, your wife and I'm going to watch after your kids while you're gone. I'm proud of you and all this bullshit." And then. Uh, Somehow all the kids get knocked off the fucking boat into the water and they're all on like dialysis machines and they're in beds and in wheelchairs and stuff. It's just like a row of lists, like sickly kids just all get knocked over as a gag. And then uh, the final scene is he's making the movie and he's got the two other terrorists are now his film crew and they're out in the they're making a biopic of JFK. And uh, it's <sighs> Are they in Afghanistan or are they in the Grand Canyon? It looked like the Grand Canyon to me, but yeah, yeah or like Arizona. Just, that was just like to show you how those. beautiful America is. Yeah, not the way to film a movie. Yeah, probably. I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be. Oh, he. I figured that Michael Moore went to Afghanistan and lived there now or something. No, you're not gonna. Him. You're not gonna make a, a JFK biopic by building a set of the Oval Office in the middle of the fucking Great Plains. Era, you could build this set at Dirty Rock. <laughs> I have a key to the elevator. A movie studio or something like and that. And furthermore, my brother Robert is dead. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, allegedly. Murdered by radical Islam. Ask not what you can do for this film. Ask the film what it can do for you. <laughs> this film ain't doing nothing for nobody. This, this film movie... is helping no one. Was it <laughs> that? Mo- oh, sorry, Mark. Go ahead, please. Oh, I was just gonna say this movie felt like one of those one of those movies that you like buy off of a infomercial. Yeah. Right. Like, like a Joey, yeah, you know, Joey Buttafuoco starring in it with like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, who, who's that uh, Asian guy from American Idol? Oh, William Hull. Oh, William Hull. Yeah, it, it felt like that, you know, and the, and the ShamWow guy, might as well throw him in there. And and you oh, pay like 20 sure. bucks and, and you get. Santa you get Jack. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching it, being in my dorm room in college. And then it was that would come on. It would be that or it would be the girls gone wild like video. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, boys. So there was uh who played the terrorist the the lead terrorist? Wasn't he one of the Fratellis? Yeah, he was, in, he was a Fratelli brother. In like, the Goonies, right? Yeah. 
He was also in uh, License to uh, not uh, yeah License to Kill. He was in Die what, Hard. What was uh What was the name of the lady that played Mama Fratelli? Mama Fratelli, the uh, Anne Ramsey. Oh, dude. Yeah. You stupid poop. <laughs> oh, is she here? <laughs> Give me a glass of soda. Put some ice in it. All right. I don't think we have ice, but I definitely can find you soda, ma'am. <laughs> What do you, how do you feel about your son being this right-wing demon now? Or a terrorist? Was he a terrorist? Who, he doesn't have any friends. Your son's a terrorist, ma'am. I don't, like, collect... I, don't, I don't like terrorists. Come the selfish your... ones make me choke. <laughs> Come collect your boy, Mama Fatelli. He's being fresh. <laughs> what was his... Can I talk... Are we allowed to body shame... I want to talk about his <laughs> nose. I want to talk about that guy's nose. He looked. A- he's always looked like the fucking the when the the bad guy in the mask puts the mask on, but if his face wasn't green, that's what he yeah. looked. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Weird way to say it, but it's perfect. It's the most perfect way I can describe it. Nailed it, Sean. Virtual high five on that one, brother. Boom. Mark, get in there. You enjoyed it too. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, hey, what is this a so what would you give it on the balcony scale? I mean <laughs> Dude, listen, I'm replacing every bad so we said I am we, the cheese. Uh, we used to argue each week, Mark, that there were three kinds of films in this world. There were uh movies that were so bad that they were the equivalent of a boondock saints two. And then there were movies and this is before either of us had seen Boondock Saints too. There were movies that were like, yeah, they're not, they're not for me, but I understand why people would get it, and those would be Boondock Saintses. And then yeah. there were movies that just weren't Boondock Saints because they were good movies. They're good movies. This, this movie. isn't a Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints is a Boondock Saints two, and Boondock Saints two is in a class all its own in terms of oh, bad. Boondock Saints two was an I am the cheese. But then I am the <laughs> anyways, our, our rating system got all fucked up. Yeah, it's almost it's almost really a, it's an impediment. This, this so is officially the official, worst movie. You'll agree with me. This is the worst movie we've done on the podcast. Absolutely. And I'm including Flight of the Dragons, too. Because in all of those movies, in Boondock Saints 2, at least there's people with guns shooting them. This movie's got nothing going on. The, the, well, they were Guns, I think, get fired, don't they? Yeah, because they uh, he's got to shoot the ACLU oh, at the end. At the end, when he uh, when he's looking across the the crowd and the troops, and they keep going back, but it's like World War Two, and then it's like World War One, and then it's fucking Civil War, and then it's Revolutionary War. Yeah, just the history of soldiers in the audience, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, now I get it." It is. It's bad. It's real bad. bad. I regret on, on a Boondock it. Saint scale. Would you give this like a Boondock Saint three? Boondock Saints three. I mean, this is this is we're splitting hairs here. Boondock Saints two is still god awful. It's horrible. This is this movie is not that much worse than the Boondock Saints two. I don't want you to get I, it wrong. I, we're like Boondock Saints two. You're up though. You're a good yeah. movie now. Yeah. <laughs> crap that I never want to see. Well, I'm not going to say it's a good movie because we did also watch Overnight, the uh, Troy Duffy 
the director of Boondock Saints. This, That's the uh, best thing that come out of Boondock Saints is that documentary. Easily. It's, it's a great doc, dude. Uh, I would but, watch the documentary about the making of this film for sure. Yeah. I you'd have to tell me how it was. I really watch it. You love I would watch the scene when they're like, all right, Gary Coleman, we just need you to get over here and say that you got the bacon grease out of the leather interior. And then he goes, What you talking about, director? <laughs> you gotta, you know, honestly, to be honest, you gotta admire the restraint to not have Gary Coleman say, What you talking about? It's I yeah. think it's on the uh on the cotton room floor. On the you know, because Somebody, they definitely at one point were like, all right, let's Apatow this bitch. Well, I'll tell you what we're not going to do. We're not going to Apatow this bitch. We have now spoken longer than the running time of the film in American. Yeah, we so oh, much wow. fucking funnier, dude. And we were only marginally funnier. You're right. And uh, I'd like to also say if you just have some cocaine. Uh, Mark, you won't be here next week, but we're watching. Uh, we got another well, guest. I'll on have you back sometime, Mark. If yeah, you would. Oh, yeah. I'd love to come back on. Yeah. We'll have you, we'll have you back on. Mark's going to get into the rotation. We're going to keep making him watch shitty. I'll do it. Yeah. If you want to just do the shitty ones with me, I'll, I'll do that. Absolutely. Uh, next week. Whatever. Do your own thing, but, uh, I'd be happy to be back on. Friend of back in the balcony. We're starting Boo England a week early because oh, it's the month of scary movies, and it just got <laughs> scary. I'm gonna be scared, and we're gonna take a trip up to Danvers State Hospital for. And you will be committed. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. We're we're committed to watching Session Nine <laughs> next week. Nine. You've never seen it, right? I've never seen it. No. Have you seen it, Mark? I have seen it, and I also have been to Danvers Institution before it got rebuilt into whatever the hell it is now. Sca- I would, I was in that building that they shot it in. Um, they, you know, when you were institutionalized, or yeah, or <laughs> pleasure. That's my wheelchair. On the poster. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I, I think it was a pretty traditional thing for people in the North Shore to like sneak, uh, you know, real late at night, bring your friends there and just kind of go inside and get the shit scared out of you and run back yeah, into the car. Yeah. Now it's been abandoned for a long time, right? Like, it well, was it open when you were in there? It it was a it was abandoned and you had to sort of break in, but it was easy yeah. to get in. And they had since torn it down put up a housing development and that oh, pretty smoky though, right? flames. Oh, no shit. And then they built again. <laughs> and so far what they have right now is, uh, haunted. Un- <laughs> it's unflamed. It oh, is. Unlivable. Well, that's what we'll be doing in seven days. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Mark, thanks for hanging out with us tonight, bud. Yeah, thanks for letting me watch this movie. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, you, you, you anytime you need permission for a movie, you come see me, buddy, and I'll yeah, give you that. You. Give you the go ahead. Can't give you permission for it. Maybe we could outsource you to somebody who can give a thumbs up or at least the thumbs down, so you know that you can't watch it. We could chase it up. I want you to be nice to your customers, Mark. I want you to no longer tell people to go fuck themselves at the junk. <laughs>
And, and thanks for bringing uh, Mama Fratelli by with you, because it's always a pleasure talking to her, too. I just yeah. want to say thanks for having me on the show. And it was a good time, and I'd be happy to be on the podcast. And the same did you read. I don't know what that broad just said. Is my microphone working? Is it, can you hear me? Is it, <laughs> I have a loose USB port. Oh, all right. Bye, everybody. Bye.